0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and once again, we are lucky to have the number one investor in my market of Fresno, California, on the show—the one and only Jason Pritchard. How you doing, buddy?
1: Good morning, Zuber. How are you? Happy belated birthday, my friend.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, the old man turned fifty. So congratulations! Uh, congratulations! I, You're just I, getting started. That's right. I've got another yeah. fifty years to go, at that's least. Right. Well, hey, I, I want to uh, I want to break down something that I've been following on your Instagram feed, right? Again, if you're not following sure. Jason Pritchard on Instagram, you are missing out. Uh, you put out this story. I think it was first in, in your stories, actually. And basically, you were involved in a flip, a seven-figure flip, mm-hmm. went under contract right away, and then the process gets started, and the appraiser comes in low, and then- you know, without stealing your thunder, he tried to screw you. So yeah. why did you why don't you tell the whole story? Of how an appraiser tried to um, screw the deal on purpose. So Let's break I, I it down.
1: The, I want to give uh, the audience some context so you can see how this whole thing kind of played out, right? So we actually ended up putting this contract or put this property in contract April of two thousand and twenty-one. So this has been. Uh, a much longer-term project than what we're typically used to. I mean, just so I'm know.
0: clear, April of 21 is when you bought it.
1: When we bought it, that is correct. Yes. So we are, you know, approaching 18 months or somewhere around that that mark from when we bought it to when we sold it. So that's that's uh, you know significantly longer than the type of project we want to be. But we knew because we liked the neighborhood, we liked the the location, we liked that specific property, we knew that it had a lot of potential. So initially, so in- sorry to interrupt, Jason. Yeah. I
0: I just want to be very clear because. I'm going to say something, and if you disagree, sure. please do. You would not do that deal today.
1: No. I agree with the market's me. different. The market is 100% different, and okay. that's one of the things that you uh, are potentially uh, exposing yourself to risk when you take these longer-term projects on higher dollars because- The buyer is going to be um, just a a little bit more particular, right? So you can't just go through, you can't run and gun, you can't use the same kind of cookie cutter model that you use on some of your more entry-level projects. Everything has to be a little bit more custom. And we made that decision going into it. And so we knew going in that we were going to add about 800 square feet to the property, right? So right out of the gate, we had architectural plans done. We submitted those to the city and we basically sat on our hands for about six months while it was going through the approval process, right? And then we ended up adding that square footage. It was essentially like almost like a brand new house. I mean, we did everything top to bottom was brand new. We spent a significant amount of money on that project, more money than I've ever spent on a rehab on any other project before. And uh, fast forward to a few months ago, we stuck it on the market for 1.1 million. And I will say this caveat Uber. I was a little nervous at that price because there were not a lot of sold comps that supported that number. And we essentially went with a business model, like, let's just shoot for the stars on this thing. And let's see if we can kind of reset the comps. We had seen some of that happen, but the market had now also started to cool off, right? Interest rates had already jumped up. I mean, this was May that we listed this thing, man. So you know, we had already seen this jump in rates. We had already seen some of this kind of cooling coming, and uh, I was a little bit nervous. But uh, we got it in escrow within, I'd say, the first week at full asking, one point one million. Right. So, nice. Yes. Everything starting out working good. We get the appraiser out there a couple of weeks later, and the initial appraisal comes in at 750000 So we were short about three hundred and fifty grand, right? So again, I want,
0: to, I want to kind of paint this picture, right? So you, you yeah. list a property in May, you're a little nervous, you get an offer, you accept it, you're in escrow for your list price, feeling yep. good. Yep. Uh, and again, 1.1 in Fresno is about 2x the median. So you're playing you know, at the high end of the market.
1: And the other thing about this neighborhood, and you're familiar with it, it's right off Christmas tree lane, it's old fig, there are some really nice houses. And then there's just some, you know, I don't want to say not so nice, but it's a mix, right? You have like, high-end million plus, you have stuff that sells for three, four, 500,000. And there isn't a lot of activity as much activity in this price range that we're that we are uh, operating in. So um, there was some risk involved with this. And um, we knew and I would have been fine had the appraisal come in a little short within reason. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was fine with that. And I think everybody that we were working with on this deal, we were okay with that, Mm -hmm. but $350,000 short was definitely a surprise. Yeah.
0: So I've been doing this a long time, as you know, and I've never seen an appraiser on a home come in. That's, that's almost 40% low. Yeah. So you, so you get this. I can only imagine your first reaction you know yeah. crazy blah 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 I was blah.
1: driving and I almost drove my car off the road yeah I like, <laughs> I they were joking I thought they were playing a joke on me Did you me miss the 800 me.
0: square feet we added I, I did, mean- Yes
1: I was like wait a second like what's going on like Is it the months. right and house like, Yeah and they were like no yes actually it's 750,000 I hope that you're sitting down because uh, yeah I was not expecting that at all Yeah so
0: uh let's be clear at that number you probably lose money on the deal
1: A significant amount of money yeah not yeah. a little bit
0: a lot Yeah so a, sig- a significant uh again you, you, th- you, you're willing to believe it's not worth at one, one, but you know, it's, you also know in your heart, it's not seven fifty. I know. Yes. So,
1: and I so, don't, I don't know if the guy was just having a bad day. I didn't, I didn't know at that time. Well, he, no, he, I, he, I,
0: I, I, get into your stories. I think you, you, the real answer is about to come. So we're going to hit yeah. him in a minute. Yep. So then what you do is what I've done a couple of times is you, you pay for, um, you ask the appraiser to go back out or a second opinion or whatnot?
1: Yes, we pushed back with the lender and just said, "Hey, look, listen, you know, I mean, we something had to have happened. There's something had to have been missed. You know, can we please just take ask him to go back? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. So and the same
0: guy goes back out.
1: Same guy goes back out. He reevaluates everything and he comes up to eight fifty.
0: So he found a hundred grand. He missed. He found a
1: hundred thousand. I just he just found it. So he just, just found, found it. 100, showed up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he was like okay. So we get to eight fifty, and it just happened to be this round number of a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. It's so, crazy. And so we are still losing a big chunk of money at eight hundred and fifty thousand after considering commissions, and yeah. closing costs, and all and that carrying stuff, costs right? and because all that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, we've been holding this thing for a year and a half, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's still a very tough pill to swallow. And so, just by happenstance, I I haven't shared this news with anybody. I haven't talked to anybody else about it. We had a partner, and you know them, EVC Homes. We had a partner yeah. on this deal, our agent, and we were the only ones that really knew about the situation. So internally we were working together to try to figure out what our solutions are. And I get a call from a buddy of mine who happens to be an agent. And he happens to be representing a buyer for another house that I'm selling, but he is representing the buyer and the buyer is selling a contingent property to buy my house. Right? So I have another flip and he's helping him sell their contingent flip so they can get in or contingent property to get into my flip. Right? Mm -hmm. So he calls me up and he goes, Hey, and he knows that I'm working on this other house, and so he goes, "Hey, dude, I've got a really crazy story to tell you." And I said, "What happened?" And he said, "I am. Uh, I met an appraiser out at my client's property, the contingent one, not the one that we're buying, and he's doing an appraisal. And you know, just like a, a good agent does, he goes out there, he has comps, he meets him, he tries to chat up the appraisal, build some rapport, and you know, just do his thing. And the appraiser goes, he just starts going off on investors, and he just starts talking about how." He thinks all investors are greedy. He thinks that they're taking advantage of people. And then he starts bragging to him about how he just bought, brought an appraisal in for a, a flip in Old Fig Garden that they thought they were going to sell for $1.1 at 750000 And I was like, dude, I couldn't believe it. My jaw almost hit the floor, man. I was- uh, Yeah, I was, pr-
0: appraisers are licensed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's,
0: and that's not okay.
1: Yeah. And so- I asked him politely. I said, Hey dude, if this is true, I I hope that you can file some type of formal complaint against the review board for the licensing board that, that, that works with all the appraisals appraisers. And then I went and told um, my partners on the deal and we eventually ended up going, we, we talked with the buyer's agent. We were very lucky that the buyers really, really wanted this property and we had Mm -hmm. thrown all options out there, right? We had discussed Possibly them bringing some cash, us bringing the price down. We talked about a bunch of different things. And ultimately, they decided to move over to another lender. And another lender was able to work with them. They had another appraiser go out about a couple of weeks after I found out about the story about the Mm -hmm. first guy. And that appraisal came in at full asking value. So,
0: yeah. So, so there's a couple of things. Again, um, this is a people business. mm -hmm. And people are going to surprise you all the time, good or bad. This appraiser needs to lose his license. It just does. I agree with you.
1: It's just that they hold so much power in just this one aspect of the transaction, right? And I think when you have somebody like that that cannot operate from an unbiased opinion, right, and they're letting their own personal feelings, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interject into this type of transaction. I mean, it negative this if this was. If I was not a seasoned investor and I did not have, have already dealt with highs and lows of dealing with this business for the last eight years, mm-hmm. I mean, this could be a very, very tough pill to swallow for somebody that comes in and that's and that's new. And so the fact that somebody like this is out there playing games like that, man, it's just really sad. And um, you know, it goes back to mindset, it goes back to a lot of the experiences that I've had over the years to not let this negatively impact all the other things that we have going on because we've got 20 other projects going. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it could have just we can't just curl up in a ball and, uh, you know, like lay in bed all day and not, and not get back to work. Right. And so, you know, we flex that muscle of knowing and understanding that things, you know, will always typically work out the way that they're supposed to work out in the end. We just have to keep pushing forward and keep fighting and keep looking yeah. for all those options. And that's what we did. And ultimately ended up working out and we sold it, uh, late last week and yeah. uh, we did very well on it. And, uh, it was a great, uh, a great way to kind of end that story and, and come out. Yeah. That, it
0: to nice bookend thing. it. Yeah. Again, another thing that goes to your credit that everybody should do is keep keep the communications open with the buyer in this case. Yes, tell them everything. That was
1: crucial, and I think sometimes people take that for granted, and they think there's almost maybe like an adversarial relationship, or maybe not, but like there's not always a ton of communication like that, right? Mm -hmm. And our agent Chris Sissel did an amazing job of not just working with the buyer, the buyer's agent, the buyer's lender and keeping everybody together, but also kind of navigating this whole situation with the appraiser and um, just helping us get this thing across the finish line. So it was, uh, you know, uh, everybody worked their butts off on this thing to uh, to get this thing done. And uh, it was a great team effort. Yeah. And it really
0: shows because again, the reason you had to go to another lender is because that appraiser now is with that house. So you had to go to another lender to start the process again. Yeah. Because
1: that other lender, unfortunately can't just toss that appraisal out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This one doesn't count. Let's just try it. Yeah. Let's
0: try again. We didn't like that number.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I do feel for that first lender. I mean, they did a lot of work to get there and it's just very unfortunate that well,
0: they had a dishonest appraisal. I mean, appraisals are supposed to be unemotional, almost robots. We have a, we have somebody clearly with emotion, clearly with an ax to grind and clearly shouldn't have a license.
1: And it's, and it's so interesting to see how with one property, we can essentially get three different values, right? 750, 850, and 1.1 that are just completely off the board. And so, uh,
0: well, one person yes. did their job and the other one, not so much. That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly
0: right. yeah. <laughs> well, do us a favor. What is your Instagram page? Cause again, folks, you should be following Jason. He puts the real life stuff out there. What is
1: it? Yeah, it's just my first and last name, Jason Pritchard. And my most recent post on there, guys, is uh, listing pictures of that photo and then a full breakdown. And so if you guys got any uh, questions or comments, man, reach out to me. I'd be happy to, to share any more insight that I got. There
0: you go. Thanks, bud.